What up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin', and we are, man, we are happy you're here tonight. It's been a minute since we... We're back. Yeah, it's been a while. We've we've had a little hiatus missed, of sorts. Missed a couple weeks worth of episodes because somebody had to take their girlfriend to Italy. Yeah, yeah, well, it was high time I, I headed, headed to Italy. It's been on my list for a long time, so um, I'm missing it already. All right, well, let's tell me... Favorite place you visited? Favorite place in Italy? I would have to say uh, Sentiero degli Dei, the Path of the Gods, the hike we did. The hike. Yeah, we, uh, you know, that was a big one on our bucket list. It was actually uh, a lot more than we expected. We bit <laughs> off more than we could chew. Um, it was six point something mile hike, and it wasn't an incredibly difficult hike but after the 6.2 miles or whatever it was you were then faced with 1800 stairs down into the town mm. of Poisitano. <laughs> well, at least it was down and not up <laughs> yeah but let me tell you about those downstairs man it was like 25 stairs down and a landing mm -hmm. 25 stairs and about halfway through it my legs were shaking man it was you get the jello legs. Oh gosh, it was tough. But yeah, that that was probably you know that and the you know that in Rome, you know the Colosseum mm -hmm. and the Vatican. You know those were huge any, on my list. Any places that you wouldn't recommend somebody going? And yeah, saying? yeah, I would. I would definitely say you know stay away from the port cities like Poisitano and Amalfi. Um, Cinco Terre, you know, there's places like that that, I mean, it was literally shoulder to shoulder yeah. in Poisitano, and it wasn't technically the the big busy part of this tourist mm -hmm. season yet. No, so I can't imagine what what those places are going to be like when it's warm and and hot and humid. So so yeah, those, I, you know, you want to see those places, but at the same time, you better be very particular when you go gotcha. to see right. those favorite thing you ate favorite thing i ate and your girlfriend doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> favorite thing man i don't know the food there was was really good um definitely wasn't the pizza yeah i feel like you know the pizza was a touch i was i had it overrated going there right, so that's know? gonna be your least favorite yeah, I think the, food the pizza would be my least favorite. Okay. Any I don't favorite? know that I could put my finger on anything in particular. There was a there was a deli there in Rome that was close to uh it was close to uh the Pantheon. Mm -hmm. And the sandwiches there were like these huge I can't even explain. It was like a subway mm -hmm. for Italy, but you know, the the choices were not you know, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle. The choices were like artichoke, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Peppercini. Yeah, feta, um, pistachio cream, stuff like that. So right. I just took one of their standard stock sandwiches that they recommended. And, I mean, it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It was okay. really good. So, All so, right, yeah. last one for you. Best thing you had to drink? Best thing I had to drink? Definitely the lemon soda. Okay. Not the limoncello, right. but the lemon soda. They have a they have a carbonated drink that's that's made there, and it's uh it's like a sprite or in a Seven Up, mm -hmm. and it's I mean the lemon the flavor the lemon flavor is just I, I can't even explain it. It's it's so lemony. It's lemony. It's lemony. <laughs> I even smuggled one. 
I smuggled a lemon home. I don't know if I'm allowed to, to say this, but I accidentally that out later. <laughs> I accidentally stuck a you know I picked a lemon in Sorrento as we were walking because I mean they literally were growing like like wildflowers everywhere and so I picked this lemon. It was beautiful and and I was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that later in the room or maybe put it in some water and I. Stuck it in my suitcase, and before I know it, I'm unpacking my suitcase here in North Carolina, and there it is, and I got it through customs illegally, and so now I've taken it, and the thing that you're really not supposed to do, but I've taken the seeds, seeds out, out of planted it. it. Yeah, I'm going to plant well, I, seeds. I mean, I think the biggest thing is they don't want you bringing diseases, germs, sure. insects, back over here. So oh, These lemons are like, oh, it's, I can't explain it. You just... You just touch the lemon, it's like, I mean, it's crazy how mm. lemony it is. I cut it up the other day and put it in a pitcher with water, mm-hmm. and it's just been sitting in that pitcher with water. And, I mean, you open the fridge up, and it's like, hits mm. you with Knocks lemons. you over. Yeah, it's really nice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it was a great trip. Well, good. I'm glad y'all had a good time. Any, any other things you want to share about the trip? No, no. I mean, you could all you could always tune in, you know, look, um, you know, tune into my Facebook and and see some of the stuff that I've posted on it and Now you were able to find some Buffalo Trace, right? Wasn't that Yeah, that yeah. one picture you sent? Yeah, definitely uh, at the Coliseum, a yeah. restaurant right across the street. Really about the only place I found any bourbon of of note. Decent. You know, Maker's Mark and Jack Daniels. Yeah. Is is pretty much what they have over there. Yeah, I know when I used to tra- travel to Germany a lot, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. That's that's about it. Those yeah. are your two choices. Yeah, so. I was kind of thrilled to find Buffalo yeah, Trace that night because I hadn't had bourbon in a, almost a week. So. All right. Well, speaking of bourbon, let's uh, dive in with our <laughs> opening toast. Sweet. <clears throat> I, I'll go first. You want to go first on the toast? Yeah, I'm. All I'm gonna right. I'm gonna toast our local product, Stefan Stefan Curry. All right. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, I mean, he's sort of entering the goat status, but, but I think that's a little overblown discussion. I don't want to act, I'm not acting like I'm putting him up there with the, the yeah, big I mean, two. Yeah, I don't but, think he's up there with LeBron or, or, uh, MJ, but he's, he's a goat in his own right. You sure. know, as far as outside shooting. Oh, he's the goat. Yeah. He's the goat I mean, of so, the three point so, shot. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. You, you could definitely talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he put he put them on their on his back and carried them to that 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 win over the King. So you know, he only made seven threes out of fifty points. So yeah. it's kind of opposite of what he normally right. does. He was driving the lane. I was, and I was about some, to say he he's also real real good at driving crafty, the lane. Yeah, yeah, he's a real crafty dribbler. And I mean, he had so many floaters, and I mean, it was impressive. I went back and watched the 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 second half on on the computer the other night just to just to see it and it was it was impressive so yeah i'm toasting stephen curry okay yeah and, and that kind of goes along with with my toast i was just gonna have toast for some underdogs that accomplished some things mm-hmm. you know the past week of course uh steph's team was was a lower seed steph himself was considered undersized coming into the league yeah. so he you know he's an underdog who is has rose above and, and accomplished great things. You know when a lot of people doubted him, uh, they're playing the Lakers next. The Lakers were an underdog, upset number two seed. Uh, but the ones I wanted to single out was first off the Florida Panthers. You know we 
couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, the Boston Bruins and the amazing regular season right. that they had, setting records for wins and points and and all that stuff. And uh, the Panthers were the the eight seed and and they knocked off the number one seed. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know I know you're toasting, but I mean we can we can talk a little oh, bit, break in a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know. I, you know the Bruins were without two of their their number one and number two centers for right. the, for the series basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean there, I think, there's there's things that that factor into it. Right, but. right. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think there's a lot of discussion whether or not they choked. You know, setting the record like they did and then getting bounced so quick. But you know, being without Bergeron and I, I don't even know the other guy's name. Yeah. Well, and look Red at Chick or something like and, that. And so, look at. Uh, Look at the 76ers beating the Celtics without Joel Embiid. True. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, having missing your stars definitely factors into things, but uh, it's, it's not the end-all, be-all. Right, right. So, the Florida Panthers, another Florida team in the NBA, Miami Heat, number eight seed in the East, yeah. knocking off Giannis. Yeah, that was a shock. And the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. So, two – you know, the two teams that were the betting favorites to win the two leagues, you right. know, the Stanley Cup and the NBA Championship, are no longer, you know, eliminated in the first round. First round, yeah. So first that's round big. Knockout. That's big. Did you see Giannis's uh, post game? Post game, I did. I didn't see it, but I, I, I read about, you know, him saying, you know, hey, you know, because, and, and that's, that goes back to a lot of what we say about Alabama also. You know, right. just because you didn't win a championship, it's not a failed season. And exactly. people need to quit, you know, putting so much into winning it all or, or else, you know, it was, a, it was a terrible season. I mean, I thought Giannis put it in a great perspective. He did. He did. Know, he was so. very eloquent and uh, and, and definitely could, sent a good message yeah, to everybody. Yeah, you could tell he was thinking about what he was saying because he was going to pose it back to the reporter and make it a little personal and he was like no nah, I don't want to make right. this personal he, he kept it classy yeah. he kept it professional and, and like I said I think it came across more powerful yeah, with definitely. the way he delivered it uh, yeah. so I was I was impressed with, with that uh, and then uh, you know I got my Bryce Bryce jersey on tonight representing yep. the number one overall draft pick so you know I, I consider him an underdog because he's always been undersized yeah, and for sure. uh, you know a lot of people are knocking him, uh, for, you know that he's not going to be able to have a good pro career, and he might not. But who knows? Uh, you know, based on what he accomplished in college, he definitely deserved to be the number one pick. Yeah, and uh, you know he's the smallest quarterback ever to be drafted number one. He's the only. It's hard to believe as many great players as Alabama right. has sent to the league. He's the only he's number our, one overall ever. Yeah, he's our first for, number one for the overall. university. So I mean, he is a lot of first with him. But yeah. You know, yep. You you said he he earned it, you know. But you know, I mean, the thing about Bryce is, is the intelligence, man. The intelligence just wins over. So, and and you can't help but you can't help but know that to to your quarterback's typically the face of your franchise. Right. He's just like the epitome of what you want. Well, did to you represent, and did you, you hear know. what he said? Yeah, that he 
just because he was number one overall, he's not. That doesn't entitle him to anything. Sure, no, and so. you know he's always, and that's not just words for no, him. No, 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 that's, that's not just that's, yeah, that's, that's not, not chatter for him. No, that's that's how he truly it is. is. It I mean, is, and that's how he leads. He's not a rah rah guy. Even yeah. at Bama, he wasn't a rah rah guy. He's not going to be a rah rah guy in the NFL. But I guarantee you, with you know two minutes to go in the game. He'll have command, and right. his his team will give him respect because they'll be confident in his ability to deliver the ball where it needs to be. Yeah, and one of my comps for him, if you remember a couple of weeks back, was Steph Curry. Yeah. And, you know, if he can have the career as an undersized quarterback that Steph has had as a, as a slight build, you know, in the NBA, then, you know, Hall of Fame. You sure. Because Steph, Steph's first ballot, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. If he never played another game, he's Hall of Famer. So. Oh, yeah, clearly. So, all right, let's uh, raise our glasses. Yeah. Toast all those underdogs out there. Toast Mr. Steph Curry. Steph, Steph, baby. Cheers. Cheers. Bryce, man, that was what – a, what, a, what a run, man. What a, what a kid. Did you hey. see the picture of him and – uh, Brian Burns. Is it Brian Burns? What's their uh, the, the end? The end? Yeah, yeah, Brian Burns. So they got a picture of them two shaking hands. Oh, one tower. Well, but there. you can tell that Burns is closer to the camera than Bryce is. And Burns is like kind of chest out to the camera where Bryce. So, yeah, he's a lot bigger than Bryce. But they made it look. It, it was about like the that picture of uh, right. of Ingram and, and Derrick Henry that yeah, one time. Yeah, just made the them, angle of the camera. Right. So you know everybody's making a big deal about how how uh, Burns is dwarfing him, and and uh, yeah, like I said, he he is a lot bigger, but the camera. <laughs> well, and and that's a good analogy too, because when Brian Burns was drafted. He was undersized yeah. for his position. Mm-hmm. And look at him now. He's an all-pro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk Panthers, when you talk Carolina football here in our Charlotte area, when you talk about the best player on Carolina, his name's always mentioned first. So, you know, since McCaffrey's been gone. So, right. you know, he's he's an underdog because he, he was ridiculed for them drafting him. Yeah. And then uh, everybody wanted to trade for him. Exactly. <laughs> Once they got exactly. on the field and showed what he could do. Yeah, and the league is going undersized anyway. It's well, it's there's a, it's, a, a movement. It's a passing league. It's it's get the ball out quick, speed. <laughs> I mean, you know, nowadays you don't have quite the sacks. It's more about getting pressure because the quarterbacks are getting it out so quick. It's hard to get a sack. Right. I mean, you right. gotta you gotta be back there and. Three seconds, yeah. uh, if you want a sack, and so the numbers for sacks overall are down. Sure, you know because it's such a and it's not quick. it's not because the offensive lines have gotten better and more sophisticated. No, no, it's because it's the, exactly what you're talking about: the analytics, the schemes, getting like the ball all, yeah. out of out of your hand, because that is clearly one of the biggest analytic mm-hmm. statistics that they use for a quarterback. So. And Bryce, Bryce falls right into that perfectly. Yep. Yeah, because he – a lot of what makes a great quarterback in today's game is what you can figure out pre-snap. Yeah. You know, and that's, that comes from the film study and, and just the knowledge and – Intelligence. Exactly. He's been bred to play this position. Yep. 
So, so and that's what got him drafted first. I don't yeah. think it was the accolades at Alabama, the Heisman at Alabama. I think it's his processing because that's all the that's the the buzzword you hear right. for him, and he's yeah. proven that in interview after interview from team to team that his processing ability pre-snap and post-snap mm-hmm. it's elite yeah it's absolutely. above elite actually absolutely and then you know yeah his arm might not be as strong as a josh allen or cj stroud but when you can process quicker and get it out quicker it's gonna make it to the receiver yeah you know as if he had as strong an arm that so I hope he I hope he does great man you know obviously we're homers when it comes to when it comes to Bryce so we'll, right. we'll both be donning a Panthers <laughs> jersey on Sunday yes, number, and he and he did get number nine he did I, get I don't number know if you nine. saw that yeah yep yeah and I'm gonna talk about that that a little bit in my next in Matt, my, in my scumbag Matt Corral in my scumbag okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mention a, a little little something about about that whole issue but uh before we jump into scumbags, why don't you tell everybody what you're sipping on this evening? I went to the Irish whiskey again, Tullamore Dew. You know, it's not a fancy Irish whiskey. Um, that's one thing in Italy. There was a ton of Irish whiskeys yeah. available. Probably a lot of scotch there. too. Yeah, a ton of scotch. So, but I like I like this. This is a good little sipper. It's a mild Irish whiskey that is just good to sip on. Okay. How about you? What I you went got? with uh, the Angels Envy, and uh, you know we rated that early, one of our early mm-hmm. shows, and uh, we gave it a three. And you know it's finished in a port uh, barrel. The rabbit hole that we're going to do tonight is finished in a sherry uh, hmm. barrel. Uh, so I wanted to kind of keep it with the the flavored bourbons. So I, I chose the Angels Envy. All right, well. Let's go into the scumbags, and uh, I'll go first because I kind of teased. You know, I I wanted to mention something about the whole Bryce Young thing. Um, My scumbag, you know, I I thought about making the New New Jersey Devils my scumbag for eliminating my Rangers, (laughs) (laughs) but they were they were. They deserved the series. They they man, are they're fast. They man. are so they fast. Are fast. They're, what, what's his name? Turner? Oh no no no. Uh, what's that? Hughes. Jack Hughes. Hughes. Jack Hughes. Yeah, he, he was so fast. He was tripping himself. He was. He's amazing. <laughs> he fell man. twice because of uh, he was going so fast. Uh, yeah, he was very impressive. Um, that game last night. I mean, that was. I watched it. From it was start ugly. To finish it. It was ugly from the get go. I yeah. mean, it was. It it looked like a, a high school team playing a junior high. It team. looked like when me and you were playing roller hockey, and we were playing in that league, and that one kid that was like twenty that was just zipping all over the place couldn't, couldn't get couldn't do nothing with them. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, they looked like they they had their feet in cement last night. But uh, so no, I was just just kidding. I wasn't go. The Devils are you know not my. Uh, not my scumbags, uh, even though they, they broke my heart last night. The media. You know, I, I might just have to just make a new segment each week and I'm going to give out my my stupid media award Mediates. each week. <laughs> there you go. So, the first one, you know, I mentioned the jersey number. And fan-sided's John Bueller is reporting that Matt Corral was forced to change his jersey number. Hmm. Well, 
you know, Corral wore number two in high school and in college. And before the draft even started, he requested a number change to number two. So it had nothing to do with Bryce insist, you know, the team insisting that he sure. they give Bryce his number. Uh, but here's a reporter trying to make something out of nothing. Sure. Another reporter trying to make something out of nothing is TJ, who's your mama? Remember TJ Hushmanzada? Yeah. So now he, for whatever reason, decided that he's going to rip Nick Saban. And he's saying that the only reason Eli Ricks wasn't drafted was because Nick Saban was talking all this negativity about him to all the teams. Why in the world would Nick Saban speak negative about a player? All that does is hurt his program, his recruiting. Right. You know, if Ricks gets drafted, Bama has 11 players drafted instead sure. of 10 and it breaks the tie with Georgia. So, sure. I mean, these people that just make shit up. Well, he must be in Eli's corner as one of his mentors. I don't know. I, I didn't know that story. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing it can be is just he's in Eli Ricks's corner and he's got his ass hurt because Eli should have came mean, back for another year. No, yeah, exactly. He Eli, ain't got enough film. He barely played he played well towards the end right. of the season, but it was two games. Yeah. He had two games of good film, and the rest were kind of – He was still learning the exactly. defense. And he, exactly. You know, he had some good film early at LSU, but then nothing. So, it, you know, it had nothing to do with Nick slandering the kid. You know, sure. Nick would never do that. So, you know, why, why – you know, and he's like – with his argument, he was like, well, I just want all the parents out there. to." So it's almost like he's trying to hurt Bama's recruiting. So it's like he's got an ulterior motive, and it really doesn't have anything to do with Ricks. It's more just him trying to bash Saban and his program and hurt hurt his recruiting. So, so that's another one. Then, then the third one I've got is on three sports, J.D. Pickle. And he's saying that Alabama brought in the Notre Dame quarterback because they're trying to copy what Georgia did with Stetson Bennett. So, right. So they're bringing him in to be because Nick wants a Stetson Bennett. Come on now, that's it. Ain't even it ain't even close. It has nothing to do with Georgia. I mean, and they don't even really. They're two different style quarterbacks. Exactly. That's what I meant. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, you got one kid who was highly recruited. And plays differently than yeah. another kid. And Tommy Reese. It, it, it was his coach. It was and, his coach at Notre and, Dame. And yeah. So he comes in and he already has 50% of the playbook down. Exactly. So the reason for him to even come to Bama and the fact that. Well, you know, Milrow and, and yeah. um, Simpson didn't separate themselves. Didn't Nobody no. took charge. Exactly. This kid went into the portal. So, Nick, you know, the, the, the best quarterback available in the portal, he didn't have a quarterback that was just lights out in the spring. Bring in more competition. Yeah, why not? I mean, he didn't promise him that he was going to be get the job or anything like that. It's just ridiculous. I mean, the media just just kills me with the, the way they just want to make shit up. And, and, yeah, and well, I mean, that's what, that's what they get paid to do now. Well, you, you know, uh, the, the writers out in Hollywood – went on strike, the Writers Guild. I wish the damn sports writers would go <laughs> on strike or just just go away. Nah, we wouldn't have much to talk about, maybe. 
which might be harder to find a scumbag for me each week. Yeah, they, I'm I'm kind of on the same route on my scumbag. Are you? Yeah. I'm, All right. I'm my my scumbag of the week are mock drafts. They suck. Yeah. And basically, I'm calling out Kuiper, McShay, King, and Liar. You know, those are the those are the four big ones. There's mm-hmm. a lot more than that, but. You know these guys are are rarely right, but yet I tune into them on the weekly. Yeah, for the for what six months? Actually, a year because I've already read the mock draft for, <laughs> for next, next year. year. <laughs> so you know Mel Kuyper's with ESPN, McShay's ESPN, King is NBC, and Liar is Sporting News, and then Daniel Jeremiah is the NFL Network. And so Kuyper was. They they gave them points for being correct, half points for being right with a player, but not right on the spot. And so Kuiper had 1.5 correct out of 31. <laughs> and he's supposedly he's the I mean that's his that's his year the, that's his year round job. Yeah, he's the start of of this whole. Well, but see, he mock. was 31 for 31. The NFL teams. There you got go. it wrong. Got it wrong. That's they were how, only 29.5. That's how he'll spin it. <laughs> McShay, 4 out of 31. A little better. King, 2.5 out of 31. Liar, 5 out of 31. Okay. And then Daniel Jeremiah, 6 and, and, and a half Jeremiah, out of to me, is the most knowledgeable of all those guys yeah, when it, it comes to And it kind of pans out. Yeah. kind of yeah. pans out. So, basically, the bottom line is, is that's why you and I chose not to yeah. do I mean, it's, a mock. Because we would – I mean, we're not even privy to, to all the inside. Now, now we, I will say – Somebody said that Bryce was going to the Panthers and Will Anderson was going to the Texans. Yeah, you did. You so did I did. Say that. I, I almost got it wrong because they you pulled. You got point five right. <laughs> out of there you that. go. There you, you go. The... I, they went. He went third instead of second. But uh, yeah, so I was one point five out of three. There you go. That's pretty strong. <laughs> and I'm fifty percent. Fifty fifty. Yeah, so that's my scumbag or the. Are the the media so called experts that? Yeah, see, I used to, I used to, I used mocks. to be like that. I used to watch. I used to click on every single mock, you know, and they all have like their first one, and then they've got like seven you know, right before the draft. Yeah, and I used to would look at every single version, and and uh, this year I didn't even look at them. I was really, like, now, I can't help it. I love looking at the mocks, man. It's it's entertaining, and I mean, it's fun to actually watch them and then track them at the end to see how right they were. Yeah, they and, very rarely are right. And then um, Peter King is usually the winner. Is he? Yeah, he's usually he's the reigning champ anyway. Okay. But like you yeah, said, he did do too, Daniel good. Jeremiah has been kind of the been on on the point the last few times. So uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh yeah, another thing that I quit doing. Was any story where it says "fine bomb"? I quit clicking on those. No, I don't even. He has gotten so outrageous that I don't even waste my time. Yeah, I don't looking at his stuff anymore. Honestly, I usually get home from work about three thirty, and so I usually I used to just put the fine bomb show on while I was finishing the work day at home. Right. I don't even do that anymore either because I just can't listen to those boo boos that. That call in, and most yeah. of them are Bama, yeah, Bama fans. It's embarrassing actually yeah. for our yeah. fan base, but it's gotten so bad with fine bomb stirring the pot, you know, because that's that's ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so like yeah, like I said, I I don't even, 
you know, I don't even chime in on what he what his opinion is. I don't really care. Yeah, no, he's he's like a he's like a flip flopper anyway, you mm. know. Oh he, yeah, he's, he's flip flopping. He, he's the in the moment, you yeah. know. Whatever whatever benefits him in the moment, that's what he's gonna exactly. side with, and you know, I'm, I'm over that. So, all right, anybody else you got on your scumbags? No, you that was that was it. I'm I was sticking with the draft theme, and okay, since that's pretty much not gonna dominate our conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we'll come in hot, and really. Uh, We'll just go right into the to the NFL draft. Um, now, one thing I did, you know, I don't know if you remember, way back, this is episode 37, so 35 episodes ago, episode two, mm-hmm. we did our college football preview show, preseason for college football, and we listed a lot of players to watch, mm-hmm. you know, who we felt like were – going to be the the best players in each conference so i went back to see you know we were just talking about the success rate of the mock drafts right so i went back to look you know here at the acc we said breezy and murphy both went first round uh we said josh downs for unc was a player to watch he went in the third round uh, good value too. In the yeah, third yeah, round. good value. There was a thir- a fifth year senior linebacker from Louisville named Yasir Abdullah. Oh yeah, that that we said keep an eye on. He went in the fifth round. Yeah. Now one that we missed on uh, was Sean Tucker, the Syracuse running back. He went undrafted, but you know that he did sign with Tampa Bay, and uh, you know gotcha. undrafted for a, a running back's not a not a nail in the coffin. That's the one. Yeah, 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 we're going to talk about running backs okay. here in a little bit. So so we were uh, pretty good in ACC. Pretty good. All right. Now in the Big 12, of course, we said B. John Robinson, first round, number yeah. eight overall. That was a given. Deuce Vaughn, who had a hell of a, hell of a year. And yeah. uh, he did get drafted in the sixth round, mainly because of his size. But yeah. I think he's going to be a I think he's going to be a I think legit he's NFL stick. player. He went to the Cowboys, didn't he? Did he go? Yeah, went to the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah. Another K State guy that we picked uh, was Felix Enoduke Uzama. Yeah. First round, yeah. number thirty-one. Yeah, that was that was a good hit right there. That was, that was a good, good hit. hit. Trey Thomason, uh, Ladanian's nephew, he went in the sixth round. Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver from TCU, went in the first round, number twenty-one. Dante Stills from West Virginia, he went in the sixth round. So we nailed the. The Big 12. Uh, TCU. What was that? TCU had the fourth most players picked in the draft. Well, I mean, if you look at if you look at the – I have that stat somewhere. I mean, Alabama, UGA, Michigan, TCU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three of those four made the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately we did. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I mean... It, well, by four points. Uh, you right. know, two road yeah. games, four points. Exactly. All right, Big Ten. Of course, C.J. Stroud and, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, those were kind of easy ones. But sure. those were the two we called out. They went first round, number number two and number 20. We had Blake Corum. He had a great year, but he's going back to school. He's coming back. So that's, he got an injury, know. too, or else he might have come out. And uh, he would have gotten Yeah. Drafted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there, Graham Mertz was one that went on. Uh, didn't he's going back to school? Joey Porter Jr. was a name we mentioned. He went in the second round. Peter Skaronski, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, he was a first round pick, number eleven. 
let's see, Jack Campbell. He was low-hanging fruit for us, Skaronski. But Jack Campbell was a Jack, good Jack was Campbell, good first round, number 18. Yeah. All right, Pac-12, Jordan Addison, which was also kind of kind of an easy one, but he went first round, number 23. Yeah, I don't like that draft. This one surprised me. USC offensive tackle Andrew Voorhees, he, he stuck around to the seventh round. That might be a, a steal there. And then, of course, uh, in the SEC, we got Will and Bryce, both. Went number one and number three overall. Stetson Bennett went in the fourth round. I called that. I called the Stetson Bennett a, a few months ago, or more than a few months ago because we were arguing on social media, and <clears throat> a lot of people were saying he would be an undrafted free agent. I was yeah. like, like, nah, he's going to get picked up in the mid round somewhere. Well, especially he went with, a little higher than I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, but he went to the ideal situation. Oh yeah, the Rams well, was a good situation. For and him. Uh, yeah, I think uh, more quarterbacks got drafted than was expected because of Brock Purdy. Yeah, you know yeah, what, what what Purdy did, people didn't want to, you know, miss out on 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 the next Brock Purdy. So a lot of quarterbacks got drafted. All right, rounding out the SEC, Will Levis, second round, Hendon Hooker, third round. Keyshawn Boutte, sixth round. Tank Bigsby, third round. So, I mean, we really we really nailed, uh, you know, as far as the players we said to watch. Right. The only one that we said to watch that put their name in the draft that wasn't drafted was Sean Taylor. I mean, uh, Sean, what's his name? Sean Tucker. Tucker, the running back. Yeah, I, I, Sean Taylor. Sean Rest Taylor. in peace. Yeah, that would have been a good good call there. Yeah. So he's the only one that we said to watch for hmm. that wound up going undrafted. Of course, he did, like I said, sign with Tampa, and Tampa needs needs some running backs. So good chance he's going to make the team. Yeah. That's, so that's cool. So yeah. Tune, but, so tune in to our preseason <laughs> yeah, when we college show because you know I I I took my I took my suggestions to that list just straight from publications off of uh or not publications actually straight from their websites each school's website you know mm-hmm. i went through the pack 12 for example i went through washington's football website i didn't really read Athlons or sporting news mm-hmm. i didn't really use those publications for my list right um yeah so, so now i was because I, I, I noticed during the draft, I was like, yeah, we said watch him. We said watch him. And, you know, and then I was like, well, I need to go back and see how how well we really did do. And, and I was impressed. We nailed most of them. So. Well, maybe if one of these days we get invited to the Combine as media, then we can start doing our own mock. And I think we'll <laughs> – I, I can promise you we'll, we'll be do, better. We'll do better than Kuiper. We'll be better than that. Might even do better than some of these uh, – GMs did because, you know, I I don't know I don't I I know we're Jameer Gibbs fans and I know you called Bijan Robinson at we're, we're during the draft you you called that the Falcons were going to take him right I can I can kind of see the Falcons taking Bijan but I don't agree with Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions I mean they just signed what's his name out of Chicago yeah and but he's a big back. I know, but still. And I mean, they had DeAndre Swift. They got DeAndre Swift. But they don't have him anymore. They traded him to the Eagles. I know. They did another Georgia Bulldog but to see, the Eagles. Philadelphia Dogs. See, I actually, 
I actually listed the Lions as a team that I liked what they did. Did you? Yeah, they and, and not now was Gibb a, Gibbs a reach at twelve? Yeah, he was a reach at twelve. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with him being first round talent. Right. I just felt like he was a reach at twelve. He, he went high, but the Lions wise. the Lions were in a similar situation as the Eagles. They were picking for luxury, not out of necessity. You know, the Lions are the Lions are gonna be a heavy favorite to win their division this year. Oh yeah. So they wound up picking Gibbs. So they're gonna have the power back, uh, and then they'll have Gibbs who can do it all. He's a, a Alvin Kamara type back. And I I realize he'll probably come in handy with with uh Williams being on Williams, yeah. Uh, Jameson. Williams, Jameson, Jameson being Williams, on yeah. suspension. Uh you know. They picked up Campbell, the linebacker that we said to watch for. They picked up Brian Branch in the yeah. second round. You know, Branch was supposed to Branch be drafted was, ahead of Gibbs. Yeah, that was good value. They wound up getting both of them. They got Hendon Hooker for the future. So I liked what the Lions did. Only thing I really didn't, I really didn't like Gibbs because I felt like you know we talked about this a little bit. They needed, I I just felt like Nolan. Nolan Smith would have been a better pick at 12 just because of his skill set and the fact that they really could use a counter to Aiden Hutchinson. Right. And I like the Lions. The Lions are a hard team not to like because yeah. they've never won anything. Right, right. And Even though I'm a Vikings fan and I'm an NFC, yeah. you know, Yeah, if they're not playing, if, fan, if, but, if the Lions aren't playing one of the teams that I pull for, then, yes, I want them to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're, and I like the team they've put together. I like the coaching staff they put. I mean, we talked about it last year, and uh, so they, I think, really strengthened their team with this draft. Uh, did did it go in the order it should have? Probably not, but they got some good talent uh, with with their picks. And the Eagles, you mentioned Nolan Smith. Yeah, I loved what the Eagles were able to do. They were able to let Jalen Carter fall in their lap. Nolan Smith fell in their lap. Nolan Smith, man, there's. I was really pissed that the Vikings went Jordan Addison over Nolan Smith. Right at twenty, what three? I really thought the Vikings would would maybe get. I was Nolan Smith was definitely high on my list for the Vikings when he was slipping. I saw a uh, picture today, and it was the the Eagles logo, yeah. but but they changed the A in the Eagles. To the Alabama A, uh, yeah. and they changed the G to the Georgia G, right? Because the Eagles are loaded with Alabama and Georgia players. They also added Tyler Steen, yeah. uh, Kaylee Ringo, Eli Ricks that I talked about earlier. They signed him as an undrafted free agent. So they, uh, you know, they love some Alabama, some Georgia players, but. Why wouldn't you? Why not? I mean, you've got the two best college programs with the most NFL talent in their systems. Load them up. Load them Bring up. them in. Why not? So, I mean, they're loaded with Alabama on offense, Georgia on defense, and they're going to they're gonna be tough to beat this year. Oh, yeah. They were already they were already slotted to be tough to yeah. beat. Yeah, uh, and, and that's got, what – And they got better. You know, and then, and then they go out and win the draft. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's – they're, they're – their executives are doing an amazing job. And that, like you said, it's hard for you to 
praise the Lions being a Vikings fan, being a Giants fan. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to praise the Eagles. But, yeah, you know, but, but you got to facts are the facts. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles Eagles are winning on the field and winning in the office. Um, the Texans, what I, I like what the Texans did. I do like what the Texans did, but you know what? That's it's a lot of pressure on the Texans because they gave up some serious draft. They did, for but they year. but they they had it to give up. So I mean, it's not like you know they they they. They went out and got their quarterback of the future, or they actually hope. of the now. They hope they 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 went out and got their franchise. That they hope that they went out, but you got to you got to swing for it at some point. You got to swing for it. So they got they got the second best quarterback in the draft and the best defensive player in the draft to add to their squad, and uh, so I I liked what they did. It shocked me, you know. It was I didn't see it coming. It was shocking. It was a fun draft to watch. Yeah, after they drafted um, Stroud, I figured they'd stay put at 12 and pick up Smith and Jigba and just keep the, that connection yeah. together going into the pros. And then uh, and then when uh, when we heard that the trade would happen, go watch our TikTok video because <laughs> yeah. I, I think somebody lets out a, a roll tide right before anything <laughs> well, is said. It, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, it was pretty obvious that, what D'Amico was. that trade, what they were going to do, didn't didn't hurt much that, that there's a Bama man running the team. So. Right, right. So, yeah, so it was, it was interesting. And then uh, one other team that has been getting a lot of, a lot of love for their draft, and I was pleased with what they did, was, was my Giants. You know they needed a, they needed a cornerback opposite of a Dory Jackson, and they got Brooks. I mean Banks from uh, Maryland, and I didn't know a whole lot of, uh, about him. But then the more I was watching the the guys on TV talk about his skill set, the more I was liking this kid. Yeah, uh, they got Long, Schmitz. Rangy. Schmitz, that's, the that's center. Probably, that's probably their sneakiest which good they pick, and they need he that was have slipped that yeah, and that either. was a weakness on there. Um, you know, they were talking about possibly moving up to get him, and but they were able to stand pat. Yeah. And uh, then they did move up to get Jalen Hyatt, so they added a deep threat to to Daniel Jones. You remember? Uh, I don't know if Daniel that Daniel Nichols can throw it that far yet. <laughs> He's struggling to throw do, it that far. Do you remember when we went to the Wake Forest Old Dominion game I two do, years ago? I, do. I remember looking at Coots. No, 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 no. Oh, oh. You remember the, the DB the, yeah. that dominated that game for ODU. Had like nine tackles, I think three yeah, and the, yeah. three for a loss. Well, that's Mr. Trey Hawkins the third, who the Giants picked up in the sixth round. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I do remember seeing – a DB from ODU. Yeah, remember but we I were. I didn't realize that that to that. Way. I didn't either until I. You know, we were looking at. You were talking about that Coots kid on the sideline the whole time. <laughs> right. We were like, damn, why? Why isn't that kid getting yeah. in the game? Because he looked apart. Right. But but this was the kid that was all over the field, yeah, making plays all that. over the field. Number eight, did you say? What was uh, number eight? It was, it was it was a single digit. It was. He was built different, man. Yeah. He was just he he walked different. He talked different because yeah. we were so. So close, you could almost you could almost hear what they were saying. So yeah. So yeah. So see what we can do in person. 
I mean, we <laughs> right. in person, we, yeah, we, we can pick out talent. Yeah, yeah. we call I've him always out. thought that about about me. I mean, I can like I could go to a high school. Except quarterbacks, you're terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't see them in person. See, I'm okay. watching them on you TV. Watch them on TV. But I go to a high school baseball game, and I'm like hearing parents talk about, well, he's getting recruited by this guy and this guy and this guy, and I'm like, no, nah, right. no, nah, no. Nah. And then season ends and. They yeah, they don't the, get signed or they get JUCO. Yeah, you know. Same with high school football around here. Right. Oh yeah, he's gonna be D one. I'm like, mm. no chance. Nah, not at all. <laughs> not even close. <clears throat> yeah. What else you got on the draft? Uh what about what about Arizona? What you thinking there? I mean, I think I forget why I wrote this. Now. I think Kyler Murray is like on a one year play in. Right. I know he's got a big contract. He's got a huge contract. But I mean, I, I really think, you know, Arizona could potentially. Well, you know, his court is, you know, it's a new coaching staff, so. I think he's done in Arizona. I really do. Yeah. Why do I, I can't remember why I wrote this. <laughs> but I think he's done in Arizona. Yeah. That's just, you put that on, it's on tape. We'll see. I think he's done in Arizona because I think they're gonna they're gonna be in the Caleb Williams yeah sweepstakes. Yeah. I think they've had enough of Mer- Mr. Murray. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think definitely whoever gets the first pick, you know, it, it, well, it really there's two good quarterbacks. You got Drake May coming out next year, also. I think why why I thought that was because they they got out the way this year. They kind of get out the way. Yeah, and of course he is. I don't know when he's, you know, supposed to be back from his injury. Who? Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure either. But I just, I just feel like, um, I just feel like he either has to a really show out this year, or Arizona's going to move on. Hmm. If they can get somebody to take that contract off their hands, somebody dumb will do it. Uh, I don't know if you heard, uh, Mr. Ruggs, Henry Ruggs. Pleaded uh, guilty today. I um, did. So they're, it, it's probably going to save him some some jail time, you know, because he was looking at anywhere from two to fifty, right? And now he's looking at anywhere from three to ten. So uh, yeah, I I did see that. I was just going to stay away from it. It's such a tragic story all the yeah. way around for obviously the the family of the young lady's life who's taken right and rugs, you know, for. For making that stupid decision, man. Seven seconds. Sucks, man. Bama, man. We're kind of in the news right now. A lot of bad issues. A lot, out of, there. lot of negativity. Yep. Lot we of need negativity. to. We need to change the narrative. It is. It is. That narrative needs to change around around the school. It's a little embarrassing. Well, I'll be down there this weekend, so I'll see what I can do. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Start working on that PR for yeah. for Bama. Well, you know, my my daughter's graduating with a. With a PR degree, maybe they need to just go ahead and hire her and hire her to let her clean the place up. Yeah, get rid of get rid of Saban and the rest of them (laughs) clowns, and let's just start up now. (laughs) Yeah, we need we need something, man, because it's uh it's kind of yeah, it's like every time every week it's like a weekly thing, you know. It is. We had like an assistant AD get arrested a couple, uh, I think over the weekend for domestic violence. I mean, it's just. One thing after another. And now our baseball program is, is being supposedly investigated because there was some big money bet on them in their series against LSU. And 
and Vegas put a halt on any betting on Bama baseball hmm. because there was some suspicious activity. Throwing so, games, huh? So now apparently we got some kids in our in our Bama baseball program that could be potentially throwing games. So we got a Crimson Sox scandal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Hmm. Um, no, I mean, I, I didn't know if you want to talk a little bit about Dion and the players he's losing to the portal. Michigan State lost a bunch of key players over the weekend yeah, to the know. portal. I mean, it, it, I mean, the Colorado's the, won like three games in three years. Yeah. So I mean, there's yeah, he's um, trying to he's trying to he's got to clean it up out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's is he out with tonight in with Louie. I think the only player that he's lost that he really didn't want to lose was the wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't... Who's still available on the portal, too. Yeah. So, can't remember his name. But. I, I, yeah, I can't either off the top of my head. But I think I think he's got three. I think it's a three names. Hmm. But uh, anyway. Uh, no, I mean, I think... Uh, that's, I mean, I mean he, that's, was, he was pretty transparent about what he was going to oh, do yeah, he when told he came him, in. He told him the opening meeting. Uh, most of y'all ain't going to be here when the season rolls around. So, you know, he's going in and rebuilding that program. You know, I think the portal is just the way the, the way of college sports right now. I mean, it's even worse than basketball. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's hard to keep up with, you know, when you've got only three players off of the last year's roster because everybody else is, is transferring or, right. or turning pro. Or I mean, it's basketball i think it's it's even worse than football just because it takes less players yeah there's not to, as yeah there's yeah, not as many on a roster for exactly. sure but uh so yeah i mean it's just something we got to get used to and you know you throw NIL on top of that and you got these kids going in the portal looking for deals oh know, yeah where who who who's going to give me the most money so exactly exactly that's just where we're at well, that's all I had. You know, I mainly wanted to talk about the draft. Yeah. No. No. I mean, we got we got a long time of of I guess NBA and, and Major League Baseball stuff, which you and I really don't right talk too much about. But you know, we're kind of in that in that gray area. Well, you know, it'll be deeper. Draft. It'll be deep, and it'll be deeper into the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs next week. So it'll probably. Good, good subjects to talk about next week. So. I still want to have the great debate, <laughs> MJ or LeBron. Well, you know, we can. <laughs> that we might lead into that with how uh, LeBron and his Lakers do next week or this week. I'm, I'm predicting. Should be a good I'm series. I'm predicting the Lakers to win. Should be a good. Se- you, you saying win it all or win the series with the Warriors? I don't want to go out there and say win it all, but it would surprise me if. LeBron has gotten to a point to me, I've watched the last few nights, where he looks like he's, you know, allowing other players to mm-hmm. be more involved. And, you know, to me, LeBron can score, you know, 20 to 25 against Golden State, and the Lakers can win. Mm-hmm. If Steph doesn't go out and put up 40-plus, Golden State loses. Yeah. Because his support and cast isn't as – as helpful as LeBron's supporting cast. Right. And so, I mean, if 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 Unibrow stays healthy mm-hmm. and plays to his ability, yeah, I mean, I honestly think the Lakers can win it all. Yeah, and, and Anthony Davis is like 
sneaky. I mean, you don't think he's even hardly done anything, and then you look at the stat line, and he's got like 30 points, 15 rebounds, I mean, five assists. It's he's like easily top five talent in the game. It just has to be right. He has to be available. He yeah. has to play, and and so yeah. So with him being healthy. LeBron being healthy, um, they got the Reeves kid, which, mm-hmm. you know. and the, Austin, and I think is Austin, his name. yeah, and, and LeBron. I never even heard of him until, like, over the last month where yeah. he's just been lights out. Yeah, no, he's he's been good the whole time, you know. It's just been a matter of LeBron trusting in him. Yeah. And it just seems like he does now. So. Well, see, the thing with me and the NBA and the NHL, you know, I had somebody this weekend ask me, so who's your pick for the NBA championship? I said, well, you know, it's it's I can't really pick somebody because those sports are so matchup driven. You know, a team that team A might be able to beat team B, team B can beat team C, but team A can't beat team C because mm-hmm. of the matchups. You know, I might be able to dominate a quick team, but I can't beat a physical team. You know, so Without knowing all the paths, it's it's really hard to, you know, say who, you know, unless you have just a powerhouse like the Warriors, you know, a few years back, you knew they were going to win it all. Uh, LeBron, when he was in Miami, you knew they were going to, you know. But other than that, to me it comes down to matchups and who you get to play and when you get to play them. So, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to pick. Yeah, I don't really care to pick, to be honest with you. But like, I mean, who, like I said earlier, who would have ever thought Philly would have beat the Celtics without Embiid? Yeah, I mean, not me. I would have picked the Celtics to beat them even with Embiid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so who knows? Celtics, man, they're. I watched that game last night. A, a large portion of that game. They're hard to watch, man. The Celtics. Why is that? Uh, they like. It's like there's. I don't even think they're coach coaches. <laughs> I mean, it's like they just throw the ball out there and they just isolate and play. Mm-hmm. And it's just like there's no flow to their play, yeah. you know. There's no it's, – it's really hard to watch. I mean, they got two ultra-talented players, um, Tatum and Tatum, Brown. Yeah. But it's like other than those two, that's it. Yeah. And, I mean, they just need a coach. They had one, but you know he was a scumbag. <laughs> he, yeah, he was a scumbag he sleeping scumbag, with the sleeping so. with the, the travel agent. So he's out. <laughs> Actually, he just got hired to be yeah. somebody's coach. Houston, maybe. Yeah, something. He, so, I know he got hired. Again. Yeah, I'm not really sure where. But. All right. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap up this portion. Go over to the bar, and uh, like I said, we've got the uh, another rabbit hole over there waiting on us, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll uh, we'll taste that, and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. See you at the bar. Cheers.